Hey, this is Adam Torres, and I'm here to tell you that it has never been easier to start your very own podcast. At Mission Matters, our goal is to amplify stories that matter. That means we want to help you start your podcast because your story matters. We can do this in three different ways. One, join our podcast school and take a free or paid course. Two, visit our resources page where we've already figured out what you need, such as where to host your podcast. Or three, heck, we can even do everything for you through our podcast agency, including editing for cheaper than you can do in-house. Oh, and no contracts, services month to month. Get started by heading over to missionmatters.com and click on start a podcast. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so I have Chris Petrovich on the line, and he's SVP of Corporate Strategy, M&A, and Business Development over at Zynga. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Adam. Oh, man, so excited to get into today's topic with you. You're just the guy I want on the line to talk about this. So establishing high-touch relationships remotely, we're all in a different age and, you know, mode of doing business now, and some of these real high-touch relationships that you that you have and, and have been cultivating are now the dynamics changing, and we're going to go into that. But before we do, just to give the audience a little bit more on your background, I'll tell us a little bit more about how you got started in your career. Well, thanks, Adam. I, yeah, I've been in the technology space for uh, going on 20-plus years. Uh, started my life as an entrepreneur running a couple of venture-backed startups. Um, I found my way into venture capital for a little bit. Uh, then from there, transitioned to being uh, a digital leader at uh, large analog companies uh, like American Greetings, Playboy, and GameStop. And then from there, found my way into gaming, specifically mobile gaming. Uh, have been at Zynga for a little over four years. Um, and really, really enjoy. I think, you know, uh, as we know, gaming is the largest, uh, the largest category of entertainment, and continue to grow. And so, it's a really dynamic industry. It's fun to be a part of it. Man, I love it. And uh, for those who who aren't familiar with Zynga, which I don't know what listeners not going to be, I don't know who hasn't played one of their games or anything else. Um, tell us a little bit more about the company and and uh, and maybe your role there. That'll be helpful to frame the context of of our topic. Sure. So Zynga is a leading uh, publicly traded uh, mobile gaming company uh, based in the Bay Area, but uh, offices in uh, over a dozen locations worldwide. Uh, We stretch from San Francisco to Bangalore to Istanbul to Helsinki and London and places in between. Um, And, you know, some of our games that people may be uh, familiar with are games like Words with Friends, CSR Racing, Zynga Poker, Farmville, uh, just to name a few. And uh, my role is basically overseeing uh, like you said, our corporate strategy efforts, our uh, M&A efforts, where we uh, you know, deploy capital to uh, acquire companies to bring them into the family, and also our business development efforts, which are really strategic commercial partnerships uh, of, of all sizes and nature. So very transactional, very outward-facing, and very forward-looking uh, in, in our group. Yeah, and that's why, uh, and that's why I think you're the perfect guy for this topic because there's a lot of other people you know that are you know, in that situation, whether they're they're used to you know these really important relationships, and when you know somebody makes the decision to bring on whatever it is, in this case it's, it's games uh, in terms of their product, but whatever the whatever the industry or whatever the product is for these really high level deals and things that are done like normally these things take a lot of plane trips, a lot of FaceTime, a lot of like one on one there, and now. 
you know, with the change in all the things that we're doing now, that's maybe a Zoom call or some other things or a bunch of these. Like, what? Tell us a little bit more. Give us some vantage point on what this new era of doing business like and how to really cultivate these high touch relationships. Because I, I don't think it's intuitive. I think it's something that you have to work on. Yeah, and I think we're all learning as we go. Yeah, Adam. So I think we're all in a in, in a new frontier here, and especially for things like M and A. You know, where you're charged with you know spending. Uh, company money and adding value to shareholders, usually at pretty high dollar amounts, you know, there's a lot of pressure and precedent that's put on uh, being able to replicate past successes and, and engaging in best practices. And same goes true for business development, where you're striking, you know, new uh, strategic partnerships or cultivating and fostering existing ones. You know, pre-shelter in place and pre-COVID, you know, a lot of this work and effort and collaboration and, and progress was done uh, face-to-face. And it was done by hopping on planes, it was done by going to see people in their offices, hosting people for dinner, being hosted for dinner, and just generally cultivating those relationships and building a, a, a culture of trust um, so that there was enough enough there to be able to take things to the next level. And now with shelter in place, you know, those things are off the table for the foreseeable future. So the, the question for all of us out there is, what do we do and how do we do it? And what, what are going to be the new best practices and how long are they here to stay? And I think we're all going to figure it out together. I think the good thing for us, if you look at our history here, since uh, since shelter in place started, you know we've been lucky enough to do two uh, two deals um, totaling two billion dollars with a B uh, in in capital deployment, um, both of which were in in Istanbul, Turkey, um, and the first one uh, Peak Games for for which we paid about one point eight billion dollars. Uh, we had a good fortune of having a great relationships with the founders for many, many years preceding this deal. In fact, we bought a portion of their company a couple years ago. And so, you know, this process was was pretty much the high touch aspect was already solidified pre-shelter in place. And we were able just to do the diligence remotely. And then most recently, we announced Rollick Games, which is also a games company based in Istanbul. And because we have three existing studios in Istanbul, we were able to tap our local leaders there to be our proxies for diligence to do the in-person high-touch stuff that we couldn't do from here. And so I think we were very fortunate to be able to find uh, opportunities in geographies where we already have local leadership. And I think for us, that's a first line of defense of being able to cultivate that high-touch as the world opens slowly but surely. If you find opportunities in your backyard where you already have operations and leaders, that's uh, Mm. a, a benefit. And I think it's going to be a lot more beneficial than, for example, uh, uh, asking us or any company to explore buying somebody that's in a brand new territory that you have no experience doing business in. So I think that's mm-hmm. one that comes to mind um, right away as as kind of a, a natural filter or or narrowing effect that's going to happen on on transactional deals, uh, M and A business development or otherwise. Now that's, that's great insight. I love that. Like looking in your own backyard, looking at resources you have there. And I think that, you know, that transcends to a lot of different things. Like I've had many clients on who, you know, they said they may have lost X amount of revenue um, because of, you know, you know what's going on. And then they, you know, they re, kind of retooled and they looked at their current client base and how else they could provide value. I mean, that's what we're doing in business, right? How else they could. And, you know, some of them on this, uh, I've interviewed this one guy the other day, doubled their revenue. Like they lost like a quarter of it and then doubled it within two months based on like, uh, it wasn't even a pivot. It was just uh, doing a survey of their current clients and their new needs because the thing is, is that 
everybody's changing at the same time. So this is just a very unique time. So maybe some people that you've talked to in the past about one thing that didn't need it or didn't, it wasn't on the radar, now that may be their number one priority. Right. So even when I think about your role and what you're doing, like let's just say maybe there was probably some things in the pipeline that you were cultivating years ago or who knows how long that maybe they weren't really a good you know, candidate. And now that things have changed, maybe the founders are saying, you know, it might be helpful to work with a company like Zynga or, or I might not even want to be in this business anymore because I see another opportunity like they have you know founders have other ideas so they're thinking I actually have a great opportunity and this will help me fund it so maybe now they are the right type of candidate the cultivation of those relationships even if it's done remotely and digitally is still super important and I think because we are all in this together it's becoming more accepted and commonplace and it's not really looked upon as as a a deterrent or, or something that is um, meant to uh, replace uh, in-person because everybody knows that in-person is, for the most part, not possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I think, you know, uh, relying on regional uh, contacts and relationships and leaders to the extent your business has one is super important. And I think just getting creative with how you uh, conduct diligence and how you do get comfortable if there is a compelling opportunity to go after that requires you to do it all remote. I think, like I said earlier, we're all going to learn and I think we're going to bring these best practices to the table over time in forums like this. Love it. And um, and so I want you to take a second or two, Chris, and I want you to think like further back in your career before you're doing these big billion dollar deals. And I want you to think about the, the little companies like my like my little media company, Mission Matters, and the, talk to the guys out there, because sometimes there's a hesitation when, when people hear an interview like this and they're like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Oh, he's doing billion dollar deals. I'm not doing billion dollar deals. I'm, I'm operating a smaller level. So I want you to kind of just talk to that segment for a moment and maybe give their, I don't want to say there's no crystal ball. I'm not asking you to predict anything, but like maybe give them some ways to start reframing their thinking on their level so that they can relate. Yeah, I think no matter if we're in a shelter in place environment or not, I think there are fundamental uh, business cycles that that founders and entrepreneurs have to think through that are existential and and that in some cases are uh, generally applicable or specific to them. And what I mean by that is that, you know, you, you have to assess uh, the trajectory of your business, where it's going, um, where it's come from, you know, what the future prospects are for growth, either organically or through inorganic means, meaning you know, raising money, and, and how does that landscape look like, uh, and, and make decisions accordingly. And I, I, I always advocate for entrepreneurs and, and builders to surround themselves with smart people, uh, you know, and, and, and for a number of reasons. Number one, because it allows them to get an external view, because so many of us that are or have been entrepreneurs are, are so, you know, heads down in the day-to-day of just, you know, churning the butter and making the making the wheel spin that we don't have time or don't give ourselves the opportunity to look externally. Uh, but I do advocate for a company of all sizes uh, to reach out to peer companies, to companies larger than them, to people that they've uh, come across or heard about. You know, I, I found that generally, you know, I don't know if this is specific to games or, or tech, but I found there just to be a general uh, overarching um, environment of collaboration and cooperation, at least when it comes to just sharing thoughts and best practices, even if you're doing it with ostensibly somebody that's a competitor. Uh, so I think that's what's great about our, our community of technology is that people are just willing to to share and to engage and to to talk. Uh, and I think that's super helpful. You know, I think uh, as you get more serious about, you know, exploring a funding or an acquisition, you know, again, surrounding yourselves with smart people, advisors or otherwise that can help you navigate that, that can help you put you in touch with people that they know that you may not. Uh, again, while you focus on continuing to build the business, you know, all those things are super important. 
I've seen way too many processes where founders have tried to do it all, and and the next thing you know, the the core business is struggling while they're while they're focusing on the you know the external relationship building, and it's a fine line that each founder uh, himself or herself has to judge you know what they're capable of, but don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help and 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 you know talk to people around you and in your industry. Man, that's well said, Chris. And uh, I know a lot of people out there taking notes on this one, and I do agree with you completely. Like, in my opinion, I mean, this has changed. Like, people like competitors are willing to help competitors now, and it's been like that for a while. But and I think it, it's, it may be specific to the tech community. I don't know, but I've been in other communities, and it just seems like, um, you know, people are willing to share some best practices and things because they generally, we all know that, you know, as the market rises for whatever it is, gaming or otherwise, we're just expanding and we all grow. So I love that. I love the spirit in which you're going about your work. Um, that being said, uh, if somebody is listening to this, Chris, and they want to learn more about Zenga or your work or anything else, I mean, what's the best way for them to connect overall with the brand? Yeah, I think, you know, Zynga.com is, is uh, you know, a really direct way to do it. We're obviously a public company, so, you know, all of our information relevant to the company is out there. Uh, I think if anybody's interested in talking to me, just feel free to me up on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm always happy to uh, talk, especially if they mention uh, your podcast. I'd be more likely to respond. So, um, always available. And I think, you know, one, if there's the one thing we've realized in this shelter-in-place environment is that we all have just a little bit more time. I think we're as a result, more open to, to taking more calls and uh, Zoom or otherwise uh, to connect with people. I think while we're not able to connect in person, I still think we have that desire uh, to connect with other humans, and, and even if it is virtual. So, you know, I think it now is a great time to, to double down on that practice. Fantastic. Well, Chris, really appreciate your time today coming on and sharing your best tips on really how to cultivate and establish these high-touch uh, relationships, even while remote. So no excuses there. You're doing billion-dollar deals remote. I don't want to hear it. You can do a deal remote. That's all I got to say. Chris, this is the freaking this is the proof. So there you go. And all excuses gone on this episode. So, Chris, seriously, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. And um, Thanks for having the me. Audience. Absolutely. And to the audience, don't forget, if you're listening for the first time, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, do the same. Leave us some notes on the video. Um, should be returning listener. Love to have you come back and, and hear what you're, what's going on in your world. And uh, Chris, thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having me.